0: Welcome to Copilots, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show,
1: but also the second. Some shows just don't have the best pilot episode, and giving it a second chance might just sway your mind.
0: Here, we take that chance for you and let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than one shot.
1: I'm Justice. Alongside me is my co pilot, Josh. Now, let's get ready for takeoff. Your in flight entertainment this week will be Rabbit.
0: rabbit is a original limited series on youtube
1: yeah they still people still make series for youtube wild (laughs) right
0: i mean the crazy part is i have i wanted to word that in a way that avoided the term youtube original because yeah because it's not youtube original implies
1: that youtube is part of the fun from the youtube original bullshit that they do whatever
0: and rabbit directed written and conceptualized by kyle prue it's not that. It's Kyle paying money out of his own pocket, yeah, along with an EP to like turn this thing into an actual thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are definitely still a lot of people who do things like that on YouTube. Mhm. But not things that I'm aware of or can think of off the top of my head, but people do that shit still.
0: Yeah, it's just less common. That said, this show is very good, and I, I really wanted to like give it a shout out with this review.
1: Yeah, understandable.
0: So, I'm going to go back to how I discovered Kyle Pru.
1: Go ahead, do it. And
0: that, that That's how we discovered the show. So, there's this magical place on the internet hosted by a Chinese company called TikTok.
1: Damn, I thought we were talking about 2chan, <laughs> even though that's Japanese, but yeah.
0: Um... TikTok, wonderful place. I accidentally stumbled on a guy who, his main draw on TikTok is that he makes lists of ways to annoy men. Things you can say to upset men. That's like his main series. Very funny. He has personally attacked me at least once via his lists.
1: (laughs) Sucks to be you because most of the time his lists are aimed about the ideas of toxic masculinity.
0: Yeah, it was just to say to a man, oh, this reminds me of a drag show I've been to once when they're watching wrestling unironically
1: perfect
0: it's so true though it's painful especially if gold dust is there (laughs) ah fuck me but dustin roots not gold dust anymore but yeah anyways so that's what how i found him and then he mentioned that he was making a youtube series called rabbit dropped like a the original time length of a tiktok video video so a minute yeah i think so that was just a preview for rabbit and him talking and that preview was fucking hilarious it's internalized homophobia It can't be internalized homophobia if you're not gay. It's internalized, internalized homophobia. Just being one of the, like, best lines from the trailer. So good. Then the show came out. Kind of forgot about it. Yeah.
1: Makes sense. You forget about things a lot.
0: My brain is not a brain. Forced Justice to watch the first episode with me. And then we decided to review it for the show. That we did. And then we accidentally watched three episodes instead of two. Accident's a strong word. Accident is a strong word. Uh, So I guess that's a spoiler. We like the show.
1: You already spoiled it when you said it was at the start.
0: That's fair. Episode 1 is entitled Break My Nose.
1: Yep. So we start this series with a classic Nokia ringtone. I think it might be like Nokia Hi-Hat or some shit like that.
0: Dude, I miss my Nokia phone. Yeah,
1: Nokia ringtones are actually kind of fun. But so All-
0: Also had the best version of that like Tanks game.
1: Yeah, and like a oh, really nice version of snake probably one of the smoothest snake playing experiences i've had it's
0: wild that we're like talking up nokia prepaid phones from like 2006
1: yeah but.
0: Mm, buddy uh, 2004 even 2005 yeah
1: nokia weird though i mean if i remember correctly nokia started as like a paper mill company <laughs> what yeah Like, Nokia is just one of those companies that's existed through so many versions, because they're just a company that's just like, we do this thing, and then they would just adapt and change, like, get into different markets.
0: I guess that's fair.
1: Yeah, but I think Nokia started as, like, a paper company like a paper mill company like in the late 1800s
0: i can see how the connection is there in like the japanese mind like paper
1: nokia is not japanese originally oh is it not no i think it's um some scandinavian country I might be wrong about that that's wild
0: i could have sworn nokia was japanese no
1: i know for a fact it is not
0: never mind Exclude my blatant racism yeah no
1: nokia just like has a changed through shit like i'm i don't remember what they were before a cell phone company
0: where I blatantly assumed that all tech companies were Japanese, unless yeah. they were Microsoft.
1: But no, like, Nokia, uh, you know. Or
0: Intel. Yeah. or
1: You know, they eventually just kind of merged with microsoft which is why they made specifically microsoft phones and then microsoft with their microsoft phones one stopped labeling they were nokia despite still using the nokia mm-hmm. products to do so well, I mean, and then they just stopped making phones
0: the funny part is in the phones like info page it still listed itself as a nokia yeah it's just like on the box and on the branding none of it was labeled nokia yeah Good joke. Windows. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I loved the Windows OS for for cell phones.
1: Yeah, it was a good OS. It was badly, badly supported
0: because nobody except us <laughs> nobody used fucking it. wanted to do anything with it. Yeah, there were there were like three people that used four or five people in the world that used the Windows OS, and then we stopped using Windows OS, and now there's like one person yeah. left with a Windows phone. But
1: dude, the Windows OS. You had so many apps because people couldn't make official apps for it. I'm not going to lie. The Windows OS, if you want an app to pirate anything, is the phone to go to. Because, like, you could get so much shit, and for some reason, the apps were just broken for it.
0: Because there was it was less than 1% of the market share of the yeah, world. Yeah, so no
1: one reviewed it to, you know, make sure it was good.
0: Honestly, my favorite thing was how customizable the home screens were. Yeah,
1: because it used uh, Microsoft 7's window tiles uh 7 and 10
0: yeah i think it was windows 9 specifically it was the mobile one yeah but
1: it it used the windows tiles which while shit on computer good on a phone interface
0: it was the windows 8 tiles that's what it was yeah okay yeah Yeah. i don't think there was a windows 9 i don't fucking know man anyways it it's with a nokia ringtone on a black screen
1: yes and so the main guy answers it and he says he's rabbit and he's a go getter so we know our main character is named rabbit
0: and we, we in the scene we get him standing on a rooftop yes in what appears to be LA
1: yeah and he's wearing uh, like business casual like black slacks white shirt and a
0: leather coat yeah jacket. a leather
1: coat and two leather gloves
0: fingerlesses right no no not fingerless no backless Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they have
1: the back of the hand cut out and the knuckles cut out, but other than that, the rest is there.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's greeted by his boss, which Mm -hmm. we find out he's a go-getter, like he said.
1: Yeah. I don't really know if he's a boss, or... He really just feels like a go-between, like, a almost like a bounty board-esque situation.
0: Well, his character name is Dispatch. Yeah. So, you're probably closer to right than me. Yeah. So... Dispatch asks, "How's your day going?" Rabbit goes, "Going good. How's my life going to go?"
1: Yeah, and just is like, "Need you to break somebody's nose."
0: Yeah, we got one job. Just need you to go break somebody's nose. And Rabbit instantly like, "Oh, mafia thing, mafia stuff, gang stuff."
1: And just is like, "No, it's the client's nose." And he's
0: like, "What?" He's very confused. By it. dispatch is like, "Maybe she has a custody here And he's like, "Dude, that's
1: dark." Dark. But speaking of kids, how are your kids? And then dispatch is like, "No personal questions." So Rabbit then decides to ask what could be also a personal question. And but he's like,
0: can I ask an existential question then? Yeah.
1: And he asks Dispatch what Dispatch's least favorite thing about themselves is. And then
0: Dispatch uh, is like, uh, uh, you go first. Yeah, Dispatch is like, I don't know, you
1: you go first. And um, It should be
0: noted by this point in the episode. You can be you're already very aware of Dispatch's character. He just wants to get off the phone as fast as possible. Well the
1: moment he asks that question, we cut to him, and we see him holding the phone, rolls his eyes, puts the phone kind of down above the desk, and is just waiting for Rabbit to stop speaking.
0: Yeah, and so Rabbit goes on this Tirade about how he considers himself an inconsiderate person. Because sometimes he doesn't view other people as people.
1: He sometimes just catches himself thinking of people as like humans. Like humans don't like it when you do this, or humans don't like it when you do that. Which he's like, that's that's not right. They're not humans. They're other people.
0: And then dispatch picks the phone back up, and rabbit's like, so what's your, what's your least favorite thing? And dispatch just goes, I'm a picky eater, and then just slams the phone shut.
1: Yes. So no. then Rabbit hangs up the phone, mm-hmm. and he walks over to a guy who's just like, has the shit beat out of him, leaning up against the exit for the roof.
0: So I want to be clear here. You say leaning up, but it's really like his head and shoulders are against the wall. Yeah, the someone rest- has just
1: placed his body there. It,
0: I don't want to use a wrestling thing, but it's like, it's, it's, it, it's like what a wrestler looks like after you splash him against a barricade. Like that, That's how they lay, with mm-hmm. only their neck and mm-hmm. shoulders up against it.
1: And Rabbit apologizes. He's like,
0: that was so rude of me.
1: Now, where were we? And then he crouches down. And he's like, "Bother Julie something or other."
0: If you ever bother Julie Carenzo again, I'll kill you. I don't know. They weren't very clear on the details.
1: Yeah. So he's beat the shit out of this guy as a message, like, "Hey, stop being creepy" or whatever. Or maybe the guy wasn't a creep. Maybe the guy's a perfectly normal guy, and just was hired by someone to get the shit, like, to get his shit pushed in. Who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, I get very like Deadpool one vibes from this yeah, scene. I understand that. Yeah. The movie Deadpool, the first Deadpool movie. Just so we're clear. Music plays. Mm-hmm. Rabbit walks out of the shot. Title card drops. Mm-hmm. Episode title card drops. I love that this show has an episode title card.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So we start our next scene with a girl looking at a her reflection in a spoon. Back yeah. of a spoon, like pushing her nose up and all that. like.
0: And then there's a knock on her door.
1: So she rushes to it.
0: And opens it and Rabbit's standing there. Mm-hmm. And, and Rabbit goes, did you hire a professional?
1: And she looks confused for a moment and then it's like, oh. Like, she her pulls phone. Her phone. Yeah, and she's like, "No, I hired a pro." And he's like, "Okay, cool." And she's like, D- did, I- "Did I do it right? Is that the code?" And
0: he's like, "Yeah, cool." And she's like, "I don't think anybody would ever actually say that." He's like, "I think that's the point." And she's still confused by this. I don't yeah. want to say she plays a ditzy character, but she's kind of a ditzy character.
1: Yeah. So he walks in,
0: and she has the living room like coated in plastic yep kind of like kind of looking like an episode of dexter here
1: which he makes a joke about
0: oh do- yeah okay mm-hmm. that's right
1: i think it's that or hannibal lecter he makes a joke about something like that
0: and she has like a bunch of stuff spread out on the counter like different things to ostensibly break her nose with
1: yes she tells him that she has everything set up and is ready and he's looking over and the first thing he picks up that she has is a potential break my nose item is a pasta maker yes he's like you want me to break your nose with this and she's like I don't know. I thought I'd just have options. So then he picks up like some brass knuckles and he's like, with these? And she's like, I hired a professional, not a comic relief. Not a prop comic. Not a yeah. prop comic, yeah.
0: It, the prop comic bit is actually. And he's
1: like, well, because I'm a professional, I looked some stuff up. And he pulls out a toolbox and just pulls a hammer out of him. And he's like,
0: I thought it was a tool
1: bag. Let's... No, it was one of the shitty plastic little boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. For some reason. It was it... like, I spent maybe 10 bucks and bought like the cheapest.
0: And he pulls out a hammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he has her sit down. And he has the hammer and he's kind of like filling her nose with his hand.
1: And she's like, I paid you to break my nose, not not fondle it.
0: He's like, I'm trying to find the bone. Yeah. And then he gets into a conversation with her. He's like, why do you even want your nose broken? Yeah.
1: Like, why? Your
0: nose looks fine.
1: And she scoffs when he says that her nose looks fine. Like he's fondling it, and he makes some comment about how her nose seems fine. She scoffs, and then he asks why she wants her nose broken,
0: and then she like does this thing where she presses on the front of her nose to make make it like almost like a pig nose. Mm-hmm. But she's it's the
1: pixie nose thing.
0: The pixie, yeah, the Whoville nose, mm-hmm. as, as they refer to it very short. As rabbit refers to it, and she's like because curvy noses are in, and, and
1: like, I can't afford a nose job, but insurance will pay for it if it's from an accident if it's reconstruction yeah Yeah, it's reconstructive it's
0: reconstructive and he's like okay whatever he's he's like trying to reason with her he's like he's like being a reasonable human being and she's like look i paid i paid up front so you wouldn't so i couldn't back out of it yeah because
1: when he asks like so you want your nose to be like a hooves nose? she's like yes it's in style i was like what about when it's not and i'm supposed to come back and put the bone back in (laughs) I, i
0: don't think that's how that works yeah yeah so she then snaps like i didn't pay in advance so i could back out so i couldn't back out of it
1: yeah she was like i paid in advance so i couldn't do that and it's like fine on three
0: count to three she says one and he smacks her like this is the type of cinematic violence i think it's would get described as described as ultra violence like
1: because it's suddenly impactful and there's almost no need for it it's just it's a
0: very violent hit Mm -hmm. it's very good acting on both their parts
1: yeah so he breaks her nose and he's like, oh, that, that's a good, that's a clean break.
0: Let me know if the surgeon has any notes it's, on that. Yeah.
1: And she, you know, is just like, fuck. And, she, and is like, yeah. ah.
0: She crawls over to a mirror and then hysterically repeats to herself, I think, I think, this I think I'll look is... better. I think I'll look better. Yeah. And then Ravi's getting ready to leave. He's like, okay, look, this was all very
1: traumatizing. Um, well, let me know if you want me to come back and rip your ears off.
0: Or something. And, yeah. And then she stops looking at herself in the mirror and she goes, what? What did you say?
1: And he's like. Nothing. She's like, no, no, no. What'd you say? I'm like, he's like, it was just a joke. joke. She's like, All jokes are rooted in truth. Well, at first she says, "What's wrong with my ears?" He's like, "Nothing, nothing. There's nothing wrong with your ears." And she's like, "No." Every joke is rooted in truth. And she's like, I can't even see your ears. Well, that also comes up. Oh, um, yeah. Like right after this line, which is like, she's like, he was like, it's just, it's just a joke. She's like, I don't get it. Explain it to me. He's like, Well, don't some women get their ears sewn back? A thing
0: I've never heard of. I have. I have never heard of this fashion trend. It's fucking wild. Oh,
1: yeah, no, it's. Like, the things people do to fit into a norm or be attractive is ridiculous. I mean, like, if that's something you want to do, do it. But don't do it for, like, any other reason than yourself. Like, obviously.
0: I don't think there's any reason to do it. If it if it, look, if it looks visually like I'm thinking it would look, why would you do that to yourself? It sounds so painful.
1: I don't know, man. Some people get elf ears.
0: I understand. And some people file their teeth down. Yeah. Both of those things sound unnecessarily
1: painful. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, if you want a body mod, body mod. It's your fucking life. Do it. I don't have any preference for that that's not something i would ever do but like hey it's your fucking body it's your fucking life do what you want just don't let other people pressure you into it so you
0: being pressured into it well R-ra- when rabbit he,
1: when he mentioned the ear stone back then she's like do
0: you think my ears need sewn back
1: no she's like oh my god my ears i am like an elephant or obama oh yeah and he's like and then he's like no no no, i can't even see your ears which is true we haven't been able to see your ears her so hair has been down this whole time yeah which also i mean she was fairly prepared. She had the plastic laid out and tools to break her nose with. I feel like if you want to avoid a mess, you tie your hair up. You back. tie your hair up, right? Just in case blood gets everywhere. Like, you don't know how he's going to break your nose. You tie your hair up. Mm-hmm. But maybe she actually does have a thing about her ears because this was a very quick, out the drop of a hat, like, oh shit, my ears are bad too. Okay, fine.
0: And then she, like, grabs his hands and puts them on either side of her head mm-hmm. and she's like, rip them off. He's like, what?
1: She's like, rip them off. He's like, you you didn't pay for them. She's like, I'll pay for them.
0: She's like, $500 cash now, and he's like, oh, that's later, sorry. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> he goes, he's like, he's, you you don't need to do this. The more you change yourself, the less of an individual you are. You're already beautiful. And she, he's like, you, you think I'm beautiful? He's like, well, not right now. But like, <laughs> because like, when, she's when I came in. a broken, bloody nose. Yeah. And she's like, rip them off. He's like, you're being crazy. And she's like, she just snaps here and she's like did you stand being crazy He's like, and she's like that's a blanket term used by men for generations to invalidate women's feelings and thoughts and actions and stuff like that and he's like i'm not supposed to call you crazy even when you're asking me to rip your ears off and then she puts his hands on her ears and he's like five hundred dollars uh, six hundred dollars we, we
0: did miss a line because he's like what do you what are you gonna say when you go to the er that you were mugged by a man with a cartilage <laughs> Car- bias
1: yeah yeah. And so she grabs his hands, puts them on her ears, and tells him, $600.
0: He's like, both of them? She goes, no, you'll you'll probably only have to rip one. They'll, be, they'll have to match them. And, and he's like, like I... I don't know if that's how that works.
1: Yeah, so then she's like, $600. And he's like, seven? And then we cut to him in an elevator. And he's got blood on the cuff of his sleeve. So he's adjusting his jacket over it. And then we end the episode with him looking up into the mirrored ceiling of the elevator and pushing his nose up.
0: And then we get an outro song on credits.
1: Yep. What is your take on Rabbit? So, both of our episodes for this that we've watched combined are probably 20 minutes at most. Like,
0: yeah, 21. 20. I think the
1: first one's like 9 and the second one's like 6. I think it's more like 15, but...
0: Uh, I think it's... Anyways, it, it, at long as it's 20 minutes with mm-hmm. the credits.
1: And honestly, like it's just funny. Like the dialogue is so tightly knit together that that is what sells the show. Because obviously there's not a lot going on in the first episode. It's really just equivocally two scenes. Yeah. But with such nice, tight dialogue writing. Two
0: scenes and four actors. That's the entire first episode. Yeah. And one actor has zero lines. He just lays there after getting his shit kicked in.
1: And weakly nods his head.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's episode one. Uh, to me, the show is both swiftly violent, but intensely funny. Yeah, I would agree. Like, it, this is... You guys remember Wayne?
1: Ah, Wayne.
0: This is like, like... Wayne also likes hammers. This is like if you distilled Wayne's episodes down into 10 minutes. Kind of, yeah. Like, obviously the story is different. Yeah, but, but the like... the feel is like, this is
1: Wayne in 10 minutes. Yeah, Wayne also had a really, really great dialogue and was like super tightly written. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Obviously, it's a show that has... Like, an hour-long episode, you're going to have moments where it's not as tightly written. Yeah, like, everything but. with the principal. Everything with the principal is fantastic, though.
0: It's all fantastic, but, like, his backstory that's revealed in, like, the <laughs> second to last episode of the season, fucking ridiculous. You know who
1: has the best backstory in that, though? The sheriff. Yes. Fucking, like, a Bangkok prison. Oh, that's who I was talking about. Sorry, the yeah, sheriff. no. Oh, God. Fucking Bangkok prison. Uh. anyways. So, yeah. Um, fucking has murdered multiple men, and it's just like... I'm just a small town sheriff.
0: Yeah. So honestly, all three of the actors that have lines in this episode deliver everything like perfectly. Yeah, they fit there the
1: character's that was given.
0: There there was not a better delivery that could have been done. All three of these actors were peak performance. Yeah, like,
1: so we didn't really talk about the characters much because there's not much there. Um like to talk about
0: no like so we've watched the first three episodes spoiler yeah. like i'm not gonna dive into any information from episode three but what i want to say is rabbit though is developing very strongly as a character like- yes
1: but as i was gonna say in this first episode it's very easy to see that rabbit is kind of just at the least disaffected mm-hmm. like he doesn't understand other people as kind of shown with how he started to figure out why she wants to nose broken like I understand it. I think it's dumb, but I understand it. But like, he cannot grasp the idea of it.
0: I think not only like is he broken in some way, mm-hmm. but I think he's like. Keep in mind, this is a job for him. Yeah. He's a go getter. It's like a Task Rabbit, like the the app Task Rabbit. Yeah, which is probably why his name is Rabbit. Mm-hmm. But well, actually, we learned something about that in episode three. Yeah. Um. But he is also like almost forced into this type of job just based on like needing a job. Yeah. Which, like, the fact that this, I think what I'm saying is the fact that this could be a job says a lot about our world just in general. I mean, a lot about capitalism in general. I mean,
1: technically, is 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 a job. Yeah,
0: they're called fixers, I think. Yeah. Because TaskRabbit wouldn't let you break somebody's nose as part of your job.
1: Yeah, but there are people who do shit like that. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like mercenary work, like low-level mercenary work, basically. Like, that shit does exist. It just isn't uh, super popular or well-known. And the fact that it does exist is very much an indicator that we live in a fucked-up world.
0: Yep. Ready to go to episode
1: two? Yeah, episode two, Job Du Jour.
0: Actually, before we dive into episode two, I want to hit back on one thing in episode one.
1: Episode one, Break My Nose.
0: I guess it actually ties across both episodes.
1: Episode 1.5, Job Du Nose.
0: (laughs) So, at the beginning of episode one, Dispatch, like, quickly shuts him down when he asks about personal questions. And, like, it kind of comes across as Dispatch being
1: rude. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it... but in episode it very th- much feels like a business thing to me.
0: In episode two and in episode three as well, um, Rabbit says the words "no personal questions." Yeah,
1: like it is an established rule. I can't talk about myself, which you know makes sense given the fact that we've seen in just the first episode one, he beat the shit out of a man, and the only, then he the, broke someone's nose to commit insurance fraud. The
0: only two, the only two jobs we see in episode one are both jobs related to physical violence and crime.
1: Yes. So technically, breaking someone's nose if they ask for it isn't a crime unless they choose to press charges later. But if you're even to an agreement, you should be fine in most states. Um, However, doing it to technically defraud her insurance company to pay for reconstructive surgery is illegal. Yeah, not the nose-breaking part though. That's the fun. That's the fun bit thing. I don't know. Like I said, it depends on where you're at in the U.S. The city or state state in California
0: can can choose to also press charges without.
1: Yes, but very, very often you will not get a conviction on something like that if someone chooses not to press charges and are a willing participant or something like that, as long as you can be proven they've done so and, like, a cohesive state of mind.
0: Episode 2, Job Le Jour. Yes, this episode
1: starts with a car pulling up in a desert, a very nice guitar line, and then Rabbit gets out of the car.
0: I called it scrubland, like the California scrubland. It's an arid
1: wasteland, so.
0: <laughs> it's California. It's not a city in California. Obviously, this is what it
1: looks like. Yeah. And he walks to the back door, opens it, and pulls out a small chihuahua. Yeah. And then he sets it on the ground, and he gets a call from Dispatch. And Dispatch is like, Is it done? He's like, Yeah. And, and Dispatch is like, How? He's like, I hit it with a yeah, large look. hammer? And just, it just, just like, good job, you fucking sociopath.
0: Yep. Then dispatch goes. I have another job for you if you're yeah. interested. Now, the
1: important thing here is, at no point in this does he hit that dog with a hammer. He just sets it down in the desert and stares at it. And before we cut to our intro card for this episode, the dog tilts its head.
0: Yep. And then we cut to our intro. So,
1: card. assumedly, he just abandons the dog in the desert because he couldn't bring himself to murder a dog.
0: I actually like the thing that's wrong because outside knowledge. Uh, I know Kyle specifically mentioned that the dog made more money shooting these six episodes than he did. Okay, so the dog probably comes back. So Maybe I assume he the, the, dog the dog comes back because yeah. I don't.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> so then, after our title card, we are in a cafe. We see a woman just sitting at a table reading a newspaper,
0: and then she makes eye like, contact with Rabbit, who is sitting at a table away
1: and just looking at her. And she's like, she looks at him and She's like, no. And he's like, no, 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 that's not what... And she's like, I'm waiting for someone. And, and
0: he goes, uh, I'm, I'm kind of the person you're waiting for. for she's like, oh, you're my fiancé? He's like, you don't have a fiancé. She's like,
1: you're my fiancé, Mark. He's like, you don't have a fiancé.
0: And then he pulls a note card out. And well, it's a note card... No, well, no, he
1: says that. And she's, she looks at him and he's like, that's that's not the way I wanted to start this. And then he pulls out a note card.
0: And it's a note card from Mark. Mm-hmm. And like I, I assume it was supposed to have like notes like about the relationship yeah. on it. But it just says, it's over
1: frowny face mark
0: (laughs) and so he starts just bullshitting like (laughs) yeah and she's like
1: are you a surrogate here to break up with me for mark and he's like well yes
0: and she's like and you couldn't dress better
1: yeah you look like you're in a mormon biker gang yes (laughs) which honestly accurate you
0: look like you're in a mormon biker gang
1: and he's like this this isn't about me this is about she's like really because i thought you were supposed to say this isn't you it's me And he's like, "Uh, no, you know, you're taking this all really well. And so she's looking at him and she's kind of very deadpan, given this entire thing. Like not deadpan, deadpan, but she has no real big emotions to it.
0: Yeah. And then she kind of like starts pushing on him for his personal details. She's like, well, like
1: she's like, uh, aren't you
0: going to personalize this for me at all?
1: Yeah. You're not even going to personalize this for me at all. This is the worst day of my life. My fiance sends a teenager to break up with me.
0: He's like, I'm not a teenager.
1: Yeah, and uh, so then she's asked about the customized experience. He's like, I can't share any
0: personal details. Yeah. And then she's like, well, what is your name? And he goes, Rabbit. And she's like, no, No, it isn't. (laughs)
1: And he's like, and I do what people pay me to. I'm a freelancer. She's like, so like TaskRabbit. He's like, I I do things TaskRabbit won't do.
0: And she's like, "Oh, so is this is this a normal day for you then?" And he's like, "No, this is actually the first breakup I've done."
1: Just, that makes sense.
0: <laughs> and then she starts to psychoanalyze him.
1: Yeah, she's like, "Why do you do why this?" And he's like, "Well, it's either this or Grubhub." And she goes, "No, it isn't."
0: And she's like, "You're an alcoholic, aren't you? A recovering alcoholic. You do this to distract yourself." And he's well, like,
1: before that, um. Because she had just asked him what he did. Mm-hmm. Oh like, yeah. Well, what do you do? And she's like, I'm a criminologist. More often than not, I'm a professional witness. Yeah. Which you know means she's an expert in the field, and she's hired on by people generally to give supporting information to support their side of a yeah case.
0: Expert testimony. Yes. Hence why they're called expert witnesses. Mm-hmm.
1: Expert witnesses are kind of fucking dumb.
0: Yes. Like. Court should have
1: an impartial third party who is willing to offer information upon facts without actually knowing the details of the case, but giving presented information and then asking what is in regards to and then having to display the information for that instead of being hired out by one party that's willing to pay them a fuck ton of money. That way they specifically spin the details of what they're referring to in one specific manner.
0: This, you can't see me, but I've just been pointing at, at justice this entire time. This, he literally stole the thoughts out of my brain.
1: The fact that we pay people to offer their professional opinion in a legal situation in the courtroom, not as the contract negotiation or anything like that, is ridiculous. And I hate the way our government works.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's what she does. She doesn't sell lies, but she bends the truth for a living.
1: Yeah, she sells half-truths, basically. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she starts beating him down. She's like, she pegs him as a recovering substance abuser. user. Like, originally... She, did, she
0: didn't peg it down what it was yet, but then she orders him a drink.
1: Well, so she she calls it alcohol, and they're talking, and he's just like, it's not alcohol. Uh, I don't drink.
0: Yeah. Um. And he, we on that topic because she orders him a drink, and he goes, yes. uh, I'll just have seltzer after the waitress asks for his ID.
1: Because she was trying to use that to get him to... Reveal, reveal his, his name. name. And he's like, I don't bring my wallet with me. I'm a professional. I know i'll my, just have a soda no, water he,
0: he doesn't say how professional he goes i know my rights she goes no you don't, don't. yeah
1: because <laughs> very shortly after here uh she asks if he does a lot of illegal jobs and he's like i don't know i'm not really a law knower i'm
0: not really a law knower is such a good scent.
1: yeah uh, so then once he gets the soda water like order she starts pegging him as some form of substance abuser she calls him a recovering alcoholic and he's like
0: I, I, yeah, she specifically calls him a dry alcoholic.
1: Well, so she calls him a recovering alcoholic. And he's like, no. And she keeps going on. And she's talking about how he uses this job to fill his sober hours. And yeah. that while he may not be actually drinking anymore, he is a dry alcoholic. By which it means that he is taking something to and replacing that with the same thing he did for his alcohol. He is <laughs> using that as a dependency, as a crutch, and using it in a very similar manner.
0: To which Rabbit, like me, goes, I don't even know what that means.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> And so she explains it to him. She's like, because you don't drink anymore. You use this to fill the period where you're not drinking to make yourself feel better about things. And he's like, it wasn't alcohol.
0: And then she pegs him as a former coke addict. And he yeah. denies this, but doesn't clarify.
1: And she just keeps going on about him being a coke addict. And he starts to actually kind of get visibly upset. And she literally calls him out and is like, oh, are you about to cry?
0: You're You're breaking up with me for my fiance and you're the one about to cry.
1: Yeah. So when she points out that he is visibly upset, he just starts to repeat the breakup thing that he did. Because after he looked at Mark's note, he was like, he improvised thought about it. He was like, Mark's really enjoyed these last few years with you. So he starts to repeat that. And she breaks him off just to critique him more.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, okay, look, you don't have a fiancé anymore.
1: I'm leaving. You're broken up with, it's done. Adieu, Liz.
0: And then he gets up and leaves in a huff. And we kind of leave the camera on Liz. Mm-hmm. And then he comes back into frame and he's like, you know what? You're actually you, you you do the same thing I do for a living, and she's like, "Tell I, the truth."
1: She's like, "I do it in court under oath. It's honorable." And he's like,
0: "No, you do. People pay, people pay the, you to do something, and you do it." And she's like, "Yeah, but under oath, therefore it's an honest living." And he's like,
1: "No, you only work for people who can afford to pay you, and like you know, use your professional witnessing stuff." In their advantage, even if it's not necessarily needed, or if it's not actually good. If they are the party in the wrong, she still does the job, is what he's saying.
0: And she's like, yeah, that's why it's a job.
1: Yeah, they wouldn't, that's why they pay me. And he's like, well, have you ever sent anyone to the chair? And she's like, she laughs. And she's like, we're "We're in California. California. You really don't know laws, do you?
0: And then he storms off
1: again. Well, he storms off again. he's like, you know what? You'll be fine. Mark had a good idea. Something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so he leaves the cafe. The waitress comes up to Liz and goes, Where's Mark? And who is that?
1: And Liz stands up, puts her purse on her shoulder, and she's just like, You were right. I should have never proposed to Mark.
0: And that's the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Very good episode. Both this and the first episode just amazingly well done. Agreed. Again, this episode only has four characters in it. Five if you count the dog.
1: Yeah, five if you count a dog.
0: Something I didn't mention at the top of the show, which I meant to, apparently Kyle Pru is... A decently well-regarded young adult fantasy author?
1: I don't know if I can know.
0: He wrote a, like, superpower series called The Feud Trilogy. mm mm-hmm. The Sparks, The Flames, The Ashes.
1: Those do sound like young adult book names. Mm-hmm.
0: They, they specifically sound like young adult book names.
1: Very, very much so, yeah.
0: Honestly, they're, like, right up there with, like, Hunger Games as, like, words that sound like Young adult book names.
1: Yeah. Or like every Scott Westerfield book ever. Hey, you
0: take that back. Peeps is amazing. Actually, a lot of his shit's amazing. Is amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just uh, saying. That's fair.
0: Young adults don't. Ha- young adult stuff isn't bad by virtue of being young yeah, adult. Yeah, they just fiction. have
1: kind of dumb names most of the fucking time.
0: They also have they also have a very like almost prog metal style of naming themselves. They just pick one word and that is them.
1: I mean, Westerfeld has an entire book series called The Midnighters. Uglies, pretties, specials, yeah, extras. Like, uh peeps. Yeah.
0: Anyways, what do you think of episode two?
1: Still really good.
0: I would say it's not quite as good as episode one, but it's still very enjoyable.
1: I think that's one has some really good lines, like the. Calling him a Mormon biker.
0: You look, you look like you're in a Mormon biker game.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed that joke. That Say joke. this
0: to a man wearing a leather coat and a, and dress clothes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Just stealing Kyle Pru's own thing.
1: Uh, no, I love this show. And the uh, dialogue for this one was also still very tight and neat. Uh, yeah,
0: the, the dialogue never like lets up. Episode 3's dialogue is probably the tightest it gets. Mm-hmm. Such a but good...
1: I gosh. would also argue Episode 3 when we get to it probably utilizes quiet the best because most of these the dialogue really doesn't stop but mm-hmm. three is like 15 minutes long
0: and it has like quiet moments mm-hmm. three also we find out that the go-getters potentially all have animal related names like the yeah maybe who knows because we get one other go-getters name i don't remember what it was but it was an animal of some sort. yeah maybe armadillo no that was not it yeah you're right i don't remember what it was yeah anyways show's great you should go watch it because as of this recording the first episode has less than sixty thousand views which
1: is fucking crazy
0: and then episodes two and three are like sub 35k yeah like episode three just came out sunday
1: yeah uh, it comes out on a bi-weekly basis yeah but it is really fucking great and definitely deserves more views than like i don't know any odd one out episode thing that's a thing right
0: i have no idea i've never heard of it but it sounds like a thing that exists
1: honestly i think i've just seen streamers react to it, it several people in a room and then they try to find the person that is not like the others
0: oh it's like that new cooking show yeah rat in the kitchen
1: and and if they win they win if they get the mole out yeah and then if they the don't, mole, stays the mole in, wins. Yeah.
0: yeah 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 just like rat in the kitchen yeah
1: i think I think the YouTube thingy has been around a lot longer.
0: Oh yeah, because I mean, right in the kitchen's like four or five episodes in now.
1: And it's so fucking dumb. At least Odd One Out they change up like the the concept, the, the, like not the concept, the concept I the same but like
0: the situation, situation. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant the when them I are said concept. To be. Yeah. Because right in the kitchen is obviously always a cooking show, forever and ever.
1: Yeah, and also in that someone's actively sabotaging them, whereas in that thingy, it's really just like who lies well.
0: Okay. I think I know what you're talking about now. It's
1: almost a hidden trader game. Yeah. Actually, it is. It's just a hidden trader game. Which
0: just means it's always you. You're always the odd one out. Anyways, if you don't want to be the odd one out, you can reach out to us at our email, copilotsreview at gmail.com.
1: You can find us on Twitter at copilotsreview.
0: You can find us on our website at copilotsreview.symbolcast.com.
1: Which has a link to our Gmail, our Twitter, our YouTube,
0: and our Discord. And our secret second email—that's
1: not linked there. (laughs) But we do have a secret second email. That is canon. That is a thing we have.
0: We mentioned it in an episode. We gave it out.
1: We just—we did. We told you guys what it was.
0: I don't remember what it is.
1: It exists. And also. If you could leave a review on whichever podcast thingy you're listening on, that would be fantastic. It helps recommend our show to other people.
0: And then we'll read your review out on the podcast. If you want us to. If you don't, throw it in your review not to fucking talk about you. Additionally, if typing a review is too much work, just go out and tell a couple people, hey, this podcast doesn't suck. You
1: should listen to it. Or be like, hey, this podcast doesn't suck. But in your head, be like, man, this podcast is so much fucking shit. I need someone else to suffer because we all know what that's like and I wouldn't blame you for doing that but to But also
0: make sure you don't do that to your friends, specifically because if you tell your friends you like something, they will never, ever check it out. Right, Justice? Have you got around to that alien podcast Chris linked you yet?
1: No, because I lost the link. And also when he mentioned it, I was like, I might check it out because I'm not super interested in alien stuff.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny because like, system mastery made that joke Mm -hmm. but another podcast i listened to also made that exact same joke this week fun i wonder if it's just like a meme i'm missing on the internet right now
1: i honestly don't know i generally check out the things my friends tell me to
0: same actually
1: the only ones i don't do are when you suggest something because when you do so you'd normally suggest it into the ground for like a good two weeks because you don't ever well, also because when even if i try to check something out for and then just like it doesn't interest me you still insist that i keep looking at it or watching it even though i'm like i don't know my just didn't capture my attention you just didn't give it long enough
0: i mean to be fair in some cases that's definitively true otherwise you just go out of your way not to listen to deep cuts
1: i did i listened to like two episodes i just didn't like it Wait, Deep Cuts. I was thinking of Flash Forward. Deep Cuts I listen to, like, very specific episodes about.
0: That's how I started with Deep Cuts. I started listening to very specific episodes.
1: I have no interest in listening to anything that I'm not specifically interested in. I'm not a huge fan of the hosts. I dislike how they plug in their audio because it's very um, imbalanced. It's a bad, like, level mix.
0: Yeah, understandable.
1: And I hate the meme shit at the end. And I hate running into it. It's, It's not on every episode. I know. That makes it worse. If we're at the end of every episode, I could just skip, like, the last 40 minutes.
0: Uh, anyways.
1: I dislike memes.
0: Thanks for flying with us. And please fly again.
1: Memes are banned from the airline.
0: <laughs> memes are not banned from the airline. Don't listen to them. Leave us your dankest memes on the Discord.